Hi, buddy. I've, you just said a sentence I've never heard anybody say before, which is, I'm so looking forward to Young Life Camp so I can get some sleep. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is messed up. As a Young Life leader. Hey, I will say this, though. So our boys had, uh, he's had a double ear infection. He, it was one of those things where, like, last Thursday we took him to school. They were like, hey, he's a little off today. I think he's teething. Yeah. And then it just, you know, if you're a parent, you know that, like, there's a fine line between is it teething or is it something worse? Sure. And, you know, in 48 hours when it gets better, you know it's teething. In 48 hours when you are wide awake at 3 a.m. watching Blippy because it's the only thing that keeps your your kid from screaming, oh. you realize, oh, crap, he's got an ear infection. So he had, he had yeah. the double... The, the dubstep and we just <laughs> but bless his heart he is he has rallied and we were talking about this yesterday like this morning maddie called me at yeah. like I, I took him to school at like 9 10 this morning she called me because she had to drop his bag off and she was yeah. like he's never been that excited to see me like yeah. and our kids like really sweet oh perky. yeah he right like he came back and i think he is so grateful not to hurt anymore speaking of how how fun he is when when he sees you like we're we're having like a so we had a stomp the barn um this is a a a version of young life club on monday night and uh maddie organized a team meeting beforehand with all the young life leaders and then kids who are seniors in high school who are also leaders and Jude was there, but like Christy Fox was like pseudo watching him and um, she was watching him, but like every now and then he would get loose and <laughs> getting loose for him means he just goes where the people are because yeah, he's, he's you. an extrovert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he just goes to a big pile of people and he would be standing outside the circle and he would see me and he would go, hi, we, <laughs> and then he would walk in the circle and then he would see his mom. Hi, mommy. And then he would see you and hi, daddy. <laughs> hi, daddy. <laughs> hi, daddy. <laughs> hi, daddy. <laughs> and then he would like run over to you. But it was... I mean, he's just like so pleasant, but I feel bad for him because this thing happened in that meeting that like, it was just so cold to him. It just doesn't make any sense. Like it it was unbelievable. Like, okay, so we're in this meeting, right? We're having the meeting at our church at the same time. First of all, our church is in a residential, it's zoned in a residential area. You know, it'd be a really fun thing. What is if I don't, I don't think this is possible, but just to have people draw a picture of what they think our church looks like if they've never been to it. I would love to see a sketch. Does anybody that listens to this, is there anybody that listens to this show who's never been to our church? I don't think anybody listens to our show. <laughs> except, <laughs> I don't even listen to it. Why would I listen to it? It has negative streams on Spotify. Okay. <laughs> so it takes away streams from other songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Mariah Carey has a few less streams. Yeah. Ed it has to balance out the fact like that. Like The weekend has like 2.2 billion streams yeah, instead yeah. of 2.2, 2, 4, 6, okay, 7 is, billion yeah, streams. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. We got to pay the piper. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a residential area, okay? I'm trying to give you a picture. We're in a res- our church is in a residential area. There's houses all around us. It's not a commercial area or anything like that. There's not stoplights and businesses. There's no Starbucks. You may be imagining like East Nashville, just these lovely little cottages and a beautiful old brick church yeah, standing up in the no. middle of That's not it. <laughs> no, don't, that's not, don't think that's, that. That's not it. We're, we're surrounded by houses that were built in 12 hours apiece by the Marine Corps of Engineers in 1943. So... At the same time that we're having our team meeting before Young Life Club, 
there is a Christ Community Church prayer meeting happening in another part of the building. So we're surrounded by houses, people having dinner or watching Jeopardy or whatever, and then a prayer meeting is going on. And all of a sudden, in the meeting of our, in the middle of our meeting, Maddie's car alarm just starts going bananas. <laughs> like it just, and it's un, it's impossibly loud. And immediately, without even thinking or hesitating, Thomas okay. throws his son under the bus and says, Jude has Maddie's keys. Immediately. And so everybody is trying to catch Jude and looking in his tiny pockets. <laughs> he likes to... My... <laughs> We're looking in his tiny pockets. He likes to put things in there, which is really funny. The pockets that you couldn't fit one of Maddie's keys in the pockets. But Uh, Christy Fox is digging in these tiny pockets. Pulling his hands apart. Pulling his hands apart. His tiny hands. If he were holding Maddie's keys, it would be abundantly obvious. Yeah, I know. So everybody's just like, where are Maddie's keys? Maddie's just going like, oh no, oh no. Like the, re- the all the residences are calling the police. The prayer meeting is okay, completely, okay, okay. completely thrown off. Okay. And then finally, like, I mean, we, we can't figure out how to get this car. It's probably a minute stop. and a half. Like, and then it's finally, in a lapse period of time. <laughs> after like 13 minutes okay. of uninterrupted right. insanity and pandemonium, Thomas realizes that he has Maddie's keys in his pants. <laughs> You know what? In his pants. <laughs> and he threw his son under the bus immediately. Like, they're in my pocket. The alarm goes off. I leave them on a table. I get an Instagram story about how I leave my keys everywhere. This is... Nah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> this is ridiculous. Thomas, And then Thomas looks at Rob and says, this is why I don't put my keys in my pocket. And Rob is like... Everybody else isn't setting off car alarms, and but we all have our keys wrong? in our pockets. Why? 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 Because your pants are really tight, dude. <laughs> so are you? You're wearing the exact same model, and yet my car alarm isn't going off. It's really bizarre. I don't have my keys in my pocket right now. Neither do you. Do you? <sighs> oh gosh, it was so unbelievable. It was so, and the thing about it was, was just how fast you threw your son under the bus. Poor Jude. I, I apologize to him. This is not how the apologies work. I literally said, Jude, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> That's good. That's Who good. saw this coming? Not me. I didn't know where this was going today. Welcome to Ancient <laughs> We're... This is solo laughter right now. <laughs> that was so much fun. Hey, um, welcome to the podcast. We're going to talk about some scriptures now. It's going to be really cool. Do you have a place you want to take us to in the Bible? Sure. <laughs> That's fine. <sighs> I need you to know that. I need you to know that Rob wanted to put this in the group chat yesterday, but he asked he. He was like, "Hey, are you going to do this on the pod?" And I was like, "Yeah." And oh he was my like, gosh. and then he was like, "Okay, I won't stand in the way of content." <laughs> content doesn't sleep. Good night. I didn't think you would ever turn against me. I thought our whole point of doing this podcast was to make fun of our friends. <laughs> <laughs> they finally realized we don't do it for the content. <laughs> 
<laughs> we do it for the, the intro. real mission statement. <laughs> this like, whole, the whole, it's a fluff piece. Like how, <laughs> just to throw Austin under the bus. Like how, after they lost to Georgia, the coach of Kentucky was like, "It's because we don't have enough NIL." Yeah. And then Mizzou beat them. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mizzou just, has no money. Just <laughs> rancid old Mizzou out there. <laughs> Uh, I know for a fact there's people in Missouri who listen to this. And- well, there's like a, oh gosh, there's like a, yeah, there's like a, you know that thing that's like a, like the bell curve, the, like, like the parabola of like, like there are people that listen to this for this reason. There are people that listen to this for this reason. I think at the top of the curve is just the people that are like, I can't wait till they roast Austin White. And then they hang up. They're just <laughs> That's why we have to do it at the end. So they actually stay for the whole thing. <laughs> It's like how the like homeless missions they make you listen to the sermon before they give you the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, do you have a scripture? Yeah. Like we should probably just stop and just leave this as is. It's ten minutes right now. It's fine. Uh I'm gonna be in First Thessalonians two. Oh I just have been, I've been camped out here for a while and it happened to come up in uh my one year Bible. My so. glasses are fogging up from the tears. <laughs> Good night. I think okay. Smokey Robinson wrote a song about that. Oh, the tracks of my tears. Um, I'll just start halfway through verse seven. Okay. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were oh, hold delighted. Hold on, hold on. I went to First Thessalonians. Are you in second? No, I'm in first. Wait, right? Go back. First Thessalonians two. Two. You said verse seven. Like halfway through it. Oh, halfway through it, because I was yeah. like, instead, we were like young children among you. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's kind of confusing. So, every once in a while, they, you're like, I get why they put a verse number in here. Yeah. But I don't know why you did that. Well, in the Baptist church, they used to have like, you know, Romans 3, 4, B. Yeah, because that leaves out anything about predestination. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm sending you today. You you're wilding right now. I well, I just got just got crushed to open the show. Oh gosh. Okay, go, I gotta make go up again. for okay. it. Okay. Uh, First Thessalonians two seven B B two seven B. There we go. Oh gosh, man, I just offended somebody massively. That's so good, but it's in the Bible. So it's in the Bible. Say what you want. Text me. I don't care. It's in the Bible. Let's do this. Just as a nursing, I I honestly don't care. We do this for no reason other than what. We're just laughing and having fun. Okay. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For... You know that we dealt with each other or each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Um, I love I love the book of First Thessalonians. Paul is uh, effusive and kind to this group of people. And um, but there's this this interesting thing in verse or in chapter two where he kinda has like a defense. Defense may not be the right word, but it he talks about his ministry. And right here he is honestly like kind of defending what he's done a little yeah, bit and, yeah. say, and setting the table for what he is because the, the first half of this, which I didn't read, he talks a lot about what they didn't do, which is we weren't trying to win you over with like, you know, manipulative things. We weren't, we weren't 
honestly, we weren't doing anything for ourselves. We weren't trying to feel like awesome and amazing. And we're not trying yeah. to, we're tr- not trying to make, you know, we, we, our, our, our worth is not found in how you think about us or how anyone else thinks about us. It's just the Lord. And here's what we were doing though, just to be clear. And I, I don't know really what sparked that conversation. It's been, it's been interesting. I've been, I've been walking through the book of Colossians with a Bible study that I lead. And, um, one thing that has become true in my life, and I think it's true in almost anybody's life who, who leads Bible studies, but you, you really get to learn a scripture and you know, book of the Bible, a letter or whatever, when you're teaching it, because you, you have to like, yeah, more so than like, I'm just reading through this to, to get what I need for the day, which is, right. um, or, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm spending my time with the Lord and this is where I'm at or whatever the thing is. But when you're teaching something, you get to really unpack it and you get to learn why was this written? Who was it written to? What were they going through? Why is, you know, why would Paul in, in uh, Colossians two say the word circumcision like five times? You're like, that's super interesting. And then you realize, oh, it's because these people were kind of being corrupted by these other people. And he was trying to make sure that they didn't go off the rails a little bit, kind of like the Galatians did. And he was just trying to nudge them back a little bit. You know, when you think really hard, it's really cool when you do stuff like that. Um, and all that to say, I haven't really done that with this letter, which has been like, this was read this week to fill me up and encourage me. And the surface things that I was gleaning um, I, are really helpful. And... I don't know what was going on with the Thessalonians necessarily for him to kind of write a little bit of defense. But what I do know is it's super helpful for me in my ministry today and in my everyday life to think about this and to see here was the heartbeat behind Paul and his outreach to these folks. It wasn't because he wanted them to like him. It wasn't because he wanted to trick them and manipulate them and get his numbers up or whatever. These are people who actually really helped him financially. And he's really kind about that with them at some point. I don't remember exactly. I don't remember if it's a chapter three or if it's a second Thessalonians, but he he's, he's kind about how generous they were to him. And, uh, he, he, he he's not putting on a show in any way. He's just saying like, we just loved y'all. We, and I just love you. And I have something really important to share with you. So I, not only that, but I've just, I'm going to share my life with you because you matter that much to me. I'm going to bring you in. I'm going to show you how I live every day. I'm going to show you what I do because I have a really cool piece of information. I'm not going to try to trick you with it, but it's the thing that changed my life forever. And I wanted to change yours, which I think is really sweet. He goes on to say, and this is kind of where I, if you, if you've ever done ministry with me, I plant my flag here a lot. And this is kind of like a, just within my job and within my outreach and whatever, it's kind of a, uh, you know, a, I don't know, like a, a bearing point for me to, you know, to get my direction every once in a while, just to come back and recenter myself to say like, where's my heart? Is it because I want these people to think I'm cool? Is it because, um, this one thing has been set on a pedestal for a long time and I want to be the best at it? Is it, it, you know, is it because I need my numbers to be up in, uh, whatever the thing is or, and if, if that's the answer, then I need to really think about myself, think about what I'm going through and think about what my heart is behind this. Because Paul says this really, really cool thing. He says, um, this is in verse 11. Uh, you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. So it's just like, here's what we did. We were encouraging to you. We, that, period. Like we, we built you up. We said kind things to you. We were, you know, unpack that all you want. That's just a, that's what he's saying. We comforted you when you're going through a hard thing, 
we were the people we, we were near to you when, I don't know, like I guarantee you when they read this letter in their, their little church, there was somebody in there whose heart that touched. And they were like, that's right. When that person died in my life, it was Paul I turned to or whatever it was. Right. It was whoever it was Epaphras. It was whoever the, the person was. Um, and then, uh, and we urge you to live lives worthy of God, not because we were trying to trick you or because I needed anything from that, but because this is the thing that changed my life forever. And I, I just have to share it with you. And that I, I, I share this and I'm, I'm pretty passionate about it because it, it's something that I just need to like, I need to check in with myself every once in a while. What's my motivation? It's good. So <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's a really, you know, it's a, it's a really cool thing to always be kind of re-upping on, do I know why I'm doing this and do I know what my goal is and everything? Because I can remember being, um, I was a young life leader many, many years ago when our friend Lauren Roberts was in high school. Mm. And I remember going to the school one day and she made fun of the socks that I was wearing. I had like shorts on and crew socks. And it's funny because crew socks for guys are like back in style, but I guess they very much weren't at that time. But I yeah. had them on. And no show or, or die at that point, my man. Yeah, it was no show or die at that point. And, um, and she was, and it's like, I've, I've driven myself to this school. I've walked in, I'm, I'm, you know, trying to meet high school kids. And Lauren goes, what's up with those socks, man? What's going on with that? <laughs> and she, and I was just like, I had like a, I, I was like crisis in, inside my brain. I was yeah. like, oh no, oh no. You know, it was just like. I wish I it's could over. Just, yeah, I wish I could I disappear. I need to disintegrate. It's yeah. that that meme where that that dude just hits you with the peace sign and he disappears. <laughs> it's such a good meme. It's a great one. Yeah. That's a great one. It's like, yeah, I just need to like I, I wish I could just become part of the furniture or something yeah, like yeah. that. Just like <laughs> slughorn. <laughs> just, just exactly you just disappear into the wall. Just petrified just, wood. Just like just horse slughorn. I, I don't exist. I don't exist anymore. But you do have to recheck on your motives. You know, it's like, yeah. why am I doing this? The thing that got me on this is that he mentions these two very tender things. He, the The bookends are, we treated you like a nursing mother mm-hmm. and we treated you like a father. Yeah, it's and, cool. Yeah, it's like he gives himself, his motivation in ministry, it has aspects of both genders. Mm-hmm. It has, it has like, it has all this tenderness. It has all this uh, intentionality. Yeah. But I, the the nursing mother thing got me just because it's like one of the greatest memories of my life is just watching Christy become a mom yeah. and just like the way she felt when she was caring for her little babies. Mm. And it's just like, all right, that's my mindset. Is like it doesn't matter how old someone is that I'm reaching out to or serving or whatever. Yeah doesn't matter if I'm younger than them or older than them. If I'm farther along or not as far along, my attitude needs to be what I need to access is I need to go back in my brain and remember what, how Christy felt when she was holding her little babies and caring for them. Yeah. And then, you know, this is a cool little thing about like about fatherhood too. It's sweet. You know, uh, he says this, it's for some people, this may be like a hard thing to hear. And I, I understand that as somebody who has a, a pretty sweet dad who I really love. And I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying like I'm with you. I know how hard this is. Cause I, I, I don't. And I, I say that humbly. Um, but as a dad to read this and to say, this is how a father should be. Yeah. It's not, Paul's not explicitly saying like, Hey dads be this way. Yeah. 
But he says the phrase, we dealt with you, we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, which is a matter of fact, like, yeah. hey, otherwise, like, this is an ancillary part of this. I'm talking about ministry, but hey, dads, encourage, comfort, and urge your kids towards the Lord. Yeah. Don't be yeah. a jerk. Don't yeah. scream. That's Don't, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like. Yeah, look how, because before he gets to dads, he says, you saw how holy and righteous and blameless we were. Yeah, like we, we were we were going about it. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that's good. Um, can I take us to uh, Romans chapter four? If you must. Um, <laughs> what? I don't know, dude. You, there's some zingers in this episode. You're, you're you're against Romans chapter four today. No, I'm rereading Never the book been, of Romans is, right now, and and, uh, and this is just something that it. It makes me, this passage of Romans chapter four makes me have so many emotional reactions. One, I roll my eyes. Okay. One, I laugh like a belly laugh. Okay. And then three, I rejoice. So let me take you into something that makes me roll my eyes, belly laugh at somebody, and then rejoice for myself. Hey, that's a a recipe for a a fun day right there, I think. So that's cool. <laughs> Roll my eyes, belly laugh at somebody else, and then rejoice for <laughs> okay, myself. Okay, now that you put it that way, I'm like, okay, never mind. Just like yeah, Rob told a story in his Young Life talk on on, <laughs> on Monday night. I couldn't catch my breath because I had forgotten about it. it <laughs> about this it, thing it, that happened to Rob, and it and it made Thomas laugh so hard. And then in while Rob was telling the story, Thomas laughed so hard out loud. And it was just that classic thing that like Thomas never laughs harder than when somebody else gets hurt. Hold on now. Shot and Freud Hold on is now. the greatest comedy to you. Hold on now. Don't don't include don't just isolate me on that. Yesterday I stubbed my toe on my kid's uh high chair, coming and going. I had to go back. <laughs> like, I hit it on the way in and on the way out. And both times, I thought my la- my wife was going to fall out of her chair 30 weeks pregnant. And I was just like, I wanted to punch the wall because when you hit your pinky toe on oh, something, it's, the, it's, it's, it's the pits. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's so bad. It's unbelievable. My wife thought it was, she was like, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It was like cracking up, and I was like, wow. "I know you're trying to be sweet, but this your face says a, otherwise." This is, just a, this is just a Cox family trait, I think. Um, okay, Easy. Romans chapter four, verse eighteen. Um, uh, Paul is talking about the concept that we are justified by faith. In chapter three, he said, "Everybody is every everybody's a sinner," and he said, "But a righteousness has be, become made known because of what Jesus has done. Anybody that believes in Jesus just gets to be." like completely forgiven and justified, which is a whole different thing, which is so cool. Um, So then he goes on to illustrate that through the lives of David and Abraham. So we're going to pick up with Abraham. Verse 18, against all hope, Abraham and hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him. So basically God said, he made all these promises to Abraham, things that Abraham could not have seen coming in his life. I'm going to give you a family. I'm going to give you uh, descendants. I'm going to give you a land. I'm going to give you, uh, your family's going to become a nation. And then through you, there's going to be one special descendant that's going to bless all of the world. Abraham couldn't see any of this. He was an old man. They had never had any kids, but he believed God. And and in Genesis chapter 15, it says he believed God and it was credited to credited to him as righteousness. That's the moment that he actually became a believer in Jesus. Mm. That's pretty amazing. Okay, so that's what we're talking about here. 
Um, so just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. This is verse 19. A. Without weakening, <laughs> without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet, he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words, it was credited to him, were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Okay. Um, okay, so here's where I roll my eyes. When Paul looks at the life of Abraham and says, he didn't waver in unbeliever. Oh, yeah. No, that's so weird. <laughs> I've, what? I, yeah. Anytime I read that, I'm like, giant did you, do, have you... <laughs> You know the scriptures, dude. Did you, yeah. Did you what? read about Abraham? Yeah. <laughs> like Abraham, Abraham once lied about Sarah being his wife so that he would not be killed because the Pharaoh was super turned on by Sarah. And he thought, the, if the Pharaoh knows that she's my wife, he's going to kill me and steal my wife. So he lied and said, she's my sister. And then Pharaoh took her for himself. Lee, I don't know much, but what I do know is... <laughs> That's that's a huge no. That ain't it. That ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it, boss. <laughs> God. I mean, he was so afraid of being killed himself that he totally. He's just like, there ain't no way God could take care of me in this thing. Yeah. I got to find my own way through. Hey, by the way, hey man, you remember? I'm I'm gonna give y'all a kid. Well, oh oh, it's not happening. I actually though. don't believe that's gonna happen. Yeah, so I'm gonna go. Yeah, so I'm going to force our teenage slave girl to sleep with me. So that I can have a kid through her, and then since we own her, then this child will be will be. That's our clearly kid. what God wanted. Oh my gosh! Like this dude he was—he un- was unwavering. This guy was Captain Waver Cakes. <laughs> like all he did—if that's your word, sneak—I <laughs> will just. I mean, he was like he was Waversville, USA. All he did was waver. He's constantly wavering in his faith. Like he's unbelievable yeah. in his wavering. And so that makes me roll my eyes. It makes me laugh at him. I'm like, dude, come on, please. And then this thing happens to me where I realize, oh my gosh. Yeah. He, he, he did believe that Jesus was coming. He mm-hmm. didn't know who Jesus was. He didn't know the name Jesus, mm-hmm. but he did believe God was going to send someone who was going to bless the whole world. Because of that faith, when a person believes in what they are, as much as God has given them to understand about Jesus coming to save the world, yeah. then this amazing thing happens, which is all of your unwavering, all of your screw-ups, all of that is rewritten. It's stricken from the record, and okay. a new history is written for your life. It's yeah, cool. So now, without rolling his eyes and without laughing and knowing every word of the Hebrew text way better than I did, Paul in total sincerity can write, Abraham did not waver in unbelieving, mm. but was strengthened in his faith. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. my story's rewritten. Mm. When I get to heaven, it's not going to say, Lee, the captain struggle bus. Waver, waver cakes. Waver cakes. Waver. Like, I mean, just total disaster. Vanilla waver. Which I have... <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I'm not... Uh, yeah, this needs to go on the Patreon or something. That was amazing. Yeah. Vanilla waiver. Like, but 
like my whole story has been rewritten and mm. in, in the eternal record, just as Abraham's has. In Romans yeah. chapter four, the new history of Abraham is he didn't waver. And you can't gainsay it. Yeah. He didn't do it. Right. And you're like, wait a minute, but he did. Mm. No, nope. new yeah. story now. And for anybody that believes in Jesus, your story is being completely and totally rewritten as That's well. That's cool. Um, this is what you're saying is reminding me of this this thing I read this week, and you you either have read it or you're about to read it, but it's um, not the listener, but Lee. I'm talking to Lee in this moment, but also to you. Yeah. Um, uh, it's the thing that Karen Lee Thorpe says, where she lays out, she blind blindly lays out two ideas for a king Saul versus David. And she doesn't give you names, but she, you know, here's one who's going to expand the empire and, you know, is going to rule really well. And, you know, mostly going to trust God, but he's going to do a couple, she's, I don't remember exactly what she says, but just like a couple of little things. And then she lays out David's case. Without using his name. Right. You have King one versus King two. Who would you choose? That's what she says. Basically. I'm paraphrasing a lot here, but then the second one is, uh, you know, his, he's going to cheat on his wife and kill the, you know, kill the, kill the mother of his child's father or kill the father of his, his, what, what he's going to kill Uriah, basically all the thing, yeah. you know, he's going to, she lays that thing out and then, and then, uh, his, his son's going to rape his daughter and he, he just lays out and she lays out all these things yeah. and it, you're like, well, you know, I know who these people are, but on paper. I'd probably choose this guy. Yes, exactly. And then she gets to this place later where she says, but David realized the whole time that this was, this was all about having a trust and a faith in God and humbly going to him and saying, you know what? I've messed up. That's not me justifying what David did because he did some horrendous things and it was, and that's the thing. We don't have to justify it. Exactly. It's been paid for. Right. Exactly. And that was, that was her point was he had a realization of that. Saul, not not so much, but anyways, it was one of the you, you you're pointing this out, and it reminded me of that, which I I, I thought was tender a for a second. Yeah, and it would be cool for us to just go back and look at the David part of Romans chapter four as well. Hey, if you want some enrichment, go read it. It's yeah. really really cool. And he quotes Psalm thirty two, which is just incredible, incredible words in the Old Testament. But mm. um, yeah, I want to I want to end the show this week by playing something that that Thomas sent a group chat yesterday because it's just so precious. Oh my and this word. is, uh, it's the best. Oh, okay. You are my sunshine. My only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You never know, dear, how much I love you, daddy. See, Daddy, he wants to see the video, right? Yeah, well, he's, say, he's saying sit, sit, Daddy. Oh, sit, Daddy. He has, he, Jude has these, like, every kid has them. You know, they're th- things that they do and say. Yeah. He has recently graduated kind of against our will, but from a high chair to a big boy chair. Yeah. So he, instead of saying sit in a big boy chair, yeah, he makes a contraction. See, big boy chair. Uh, see big boy chair yeah so he's saying see daddy yeah, it's okay. it's sit in daddy <laughs> oh he wants to sit in your lap yes he wants to sit in my lap but he's saying oh, see gosh, daddy guys. but the thing like wow. i know i'm going to forget a lot of these and it makes me sad yeah the one i never ever want to forget is 
you know, the American sign language for I'm sorry is yeah. you take a fist and you, you rub you it a circle your heart. on your chest. Yeah. Yeah. When, so Judas starting to, as much as a two year old can't understand the concept of sorry, like yeah. when to deploy it. He also does it in a joking way, which is hilarious. If we're, if we're pushing a buggy yeah. and a shopping cart and he's in it, he will always grab my hand and pull it off and say, sorry, daddy. And then he'll do the <laughs> other one. And he laughs. He thinks it's the funniest thing ever. Sorry, daddy. Sorry, daddy. But the way he says, sorry, if you, you know, if he does something he's not supposed to, and you yeah. get to a place where you can say, Hey, can you say sorry for this? He will go to the person and do the oh, circle on their the heart fist on their heart yes so and i oh gosh. there's it's just like <laughs> i don't i don't know how to bottle that up into like a uh, is it getting dusty in here i know it's <laughs> one of these things where i'm like i think you did it better than it was <laughs> created yeah i think you just fixed it you made it even better <laughs> and i don't want to i'm never going to correct you oh, like it's just oh that's like a Edison Look, bold moment of something I don't, that we need I don't to often feel this way about the podcast, the but I just want to say to the audience, you're welcome. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I'm Lee. I love you. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Thomas. I just... <laughs> I read something. <laughs> oh, I'm Thomas. Uh, this has been Ancient and New. Mm-hmm. With your life you pay by your death we're sealed by your love by your blood by your wounds we are healed by your love by your blood by your wounds we are healed oh how can this be how are you in chains how am I set free while you bear my shame? All my wrong made right, all my past undone. My dark heart made bright like the morning sun. With your life, you by your death. Son of man, wearing my disgrace, and it's like a dream. I am whole and new. You declare me clean by what you went through. With your life, you pay by your death. We seal by your love, by your blood. Oh, mm-hmm.
the sun has set you 